0: Welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street,
1: a monstrous podcast about all things horror.
0: If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at backslash a nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at.
1: Today we're covering When a Stranger Calls, the original from 1979 with josh conkle welcome back Josh.
2: hi thanks for having me back i'm i love being here i love both of your little faces hello (laughs) we
0: love you and we love that we got you back for this one because we're we're just playing around in the 70s um for this part of our season and i feel like parts of this movie are perfect just perfect and then Uh there are parts I'm fine to not argue about.
2: <laughs> I well, I'm glad to be here. I love 70s horror. I think it's easily the best horror decade. I love swimming around in the 70s. I was not born yet in the 70s, but I don't know. I just love it. It speaks to me.
0: There's an aesthetic that can't be touched. I, it's true. It's true. Yeah. We did the Changeling one or two weeks ago for the first time, and I was mm. like, oh, art.
2: I love the Changeling. That's a beautiful movie, and it's set in Seattle, where I'm from.
1: Oh, yeah. well, there you go yeah <laughs> yes it's been a, it's been a good time so far so we'll see how the rest of the month and well month and a half goes
2: <laughs> i mean it's gonna you're gonna have a good time the 70s is like is it i mean the 70 and this is maybe controversial the 70s and the 2010s are the best horror decades yes. period that's it that's it. I mean, I don't think people appreciate the twenty ten the twenty tens yet because it just ended. But I think in ten more years, when you look
1: back, you'll be like, "Shit, that was a good decade." Yeah, I have to think about what movies were made were released in. But yeah, probably, probably <laughs> yeah.
0: all your favorites because Dimension was still a thing back then.
2: Mm, I mean, Dimension, I feel like the 90s, I associate with the 90s for some reason. Um, yeah. But the 2010s, like all those A24 movies, all those neon mm. movies, all those Blumhouse <sighs> movies, I mean, we got Jordan Peele, Robert Eggers, Ari Aster, like all of these people from the 2010s. I think it's a banging decade. That's mm. a good point.
0: I yeah. keep forgetting A24 wasn't always there. Like this is... <laughs>
1: right. I know, I know. <laughs> This is a fairly new phenomenon. But yeah, so, but we got a lot to talk about with this movie because yep. I, this is my first time watching. I absolutely loved it. But before we get into it, we got to catch up with you, Josh. What you've been mm. watching, reading, playing, doing.
2: Um, while playing, I just played a video game called Cult of the Lamb, which took over my life for two weeks, and it's a cute little video game that looks like Animal Crossing except you're a cult leader and you have to go out <laughs> and recruit other little animals to be in your cult. I you need to play this. Them. What is
1: this game on? I need it's, it I
2: played it on PS4. I'm sure it's on PS5 and a bunch of other things, but it's literally so cute except it has the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina aesthetic where you like sacrifice other animals on a big pentagram and like, <laughs> <laughs> <it's>, make <the laughs> (laughs) (laughs) do your farming and shit it's that is my kind
1: of animal crossing right yeah
2: so i was playing that and then i just watched a movie that i've been wanting to see for a really long time speaking of the 70s it's really hard to find i had to buy a bootleg of it it's this 70s horror movie starring mia farrow who you know is my girl because of rosemary's baby called the haunting of julia um which speaking of the changeling it's very much like the changeling And just because of, like, rights and distribution stuff, it hasn't had any DVD or Blu-ray release, so I had to get a bootleg of it, but it was really good.
0: I've only heard of it. I've never actually seen it.
2: It's super good. And um, Peter Straub, who passed away just this week, um, it's based on a book by him. So, um, yeah, really good.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, those are two good. Too good uh, recommendations. <laughs> I try.
0: <laughs> Josh comes in with taste, <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. So, uh, plug any projects. What do you have going on? What's going on in your in your life?
2: Well, I co-host um, with my friend Drusilla Adeline a weekly horror podcast called Bloodhouse. And that's H A U S, where we talk about art house horror movies, but in a funny, unpretentious way. And then um also I'm a writer for an HBO Max series called The Dead Boy Detectives, which is a spinoff of Sandman. And that'll be out in, I don't know, like a year or something. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Yeah. I can't wait
0: for the show, but I was just on the podcast and we had a fun time talking about The Wailing and my own exorcism, which keeps coming up this year. Is (laughs) it the year I just go ahead and like slowly unravel that onion?
2: (laughs) We are so glad that you brought that movie to us. I mean, I I love that movie. More people should see it. I think the only reason people haven't watched it is because it's long, because it has like 98% on Rotten Tomatoes and it's never gotten a bad review. It's just two and a half hours long in (laughs) Korean.
0: It's hard, but like it's, it it feels, it goes by because it's so damn good. Like, I, as someone with no attention span, I was like there to the credits. I was like, what do you mean it's over?
2: Yeah. (laughs) I'm, well, here's the thing people say, like, oh, I don't like long movies, but then they'll watch three episodes of an hour long show like it's Mm -hmm. nothing. And it's like, you could have watched a movie. Yeah.
0: I, I too am a Marvel nerd, unfortunately, but if you can do in game, you can do most of these movies you're not
1: watching. Yeah, (laughs) for sure.
0: (laughs) Envision <laughs> Tony Stark is there.
1: And it <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so plug any uh, all of the social media for your podcast and where people can listen to it.
2: Sure. Uh, it is at bloodhouse pod on Twitter and Instagram and you can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. And then my social is at Joshua Conkle on Twitter, Instagram and Letterboxd. Awesome.
3: I love um, the Letterboxd
1: plug.
2: Oh, I, I love said. Letterboxd. It's I so do. nice there compared to the others because no one's there except film nerds. And it just is it feels safe. <laughs> right. No
1: there's no trolls yet. Yeah, yeah. Don't get there. <laughs> no, right don't jinx that. When they happen, I'm going to text you like, Sheree, this is your fault. They're getting
0: there now. They're going to be waiting for you. You're going to like, leave this according to putting I just got like, a notification.
1: I like you, there it is.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> It'll be three kidneys in a trench coat.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. Well, let's get into 1979's When a Stranger Calls. Josh, what's one of your first thoughts?
2: So I talked with Sheree about this a little bit off mic in preparation for the show. This is a movie I've seen two or three times, but this is the first time I've watched it in at least 10 years. My feeling has always been that it has a bang in first act and third act, but the middle, I felt like I was, I was like, what is this? And I had a very different experience of it last night, which we can get to, but that was my feeling then. And I have a very different feeling now.
0: I love that because I saw this movie as a kid. It was the first movie I saw that was like, oh, scary movie should be scary. Because I was like giggling with all the like old faves and like all the like slashers. And I'm like, oh, no, this is terror. I don't want this. This
2: is a scary movie. I mean, truly
0: And I, I I, fucking love the first 21 minutes. I feel the first 21 minutes, it, it's just perfection. If it was a short, I would throw all the awards at it. I would scream for it.
2: And well, it was I'm, a short, you know. I mean, it's based on a short by the director called The Sitter yeah. that got a ton of, you know, notice. And so he was able to make this movie because of the success of his short film. So it's exactly the origin story of this movie. Yeah. yeah and and it, it,
0: it feels like it. Because, like, if we end it, when she opens the door... I'm done. I'm sold. It's
2: really scary. I mean, it is perfect. I won't, I'm not here to argue with that. It is a perfect cold open, so much so that it inspired the opening of Scream, Uh um, which is famously a perfect cold open for a movie. So I think they're like sisters in that way.
0: And I love that. (laughs) I love
3: that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. Like the thing, especially the first 20 moments, but the whole movie in general. The sound was so not just the score, but the sound mm-hmm. effects, the way that they made the, the telephone ring was so much louder than this in real life. Mm-hmm. I it was so effective, and I wish more filmmakers would realize that, like, the sound of a horror film is
2: it's almost just as
1: important as the plot and the acting. Like, yeah, you've got to be on point with that, and this film is a perfect example because without the sound in it yeah i don't think i would find it as scary totally the sound
2: is really good you know you'll get a close-up on the phone and the phone will be extra loud they get you know you'll get a silence when when it's scary to have a silence i mean it just uses all of its tools so well including like shots of empty parts of the house um a ticking clock in the background like all sorts of stuff like that it's it's Just, it's so good. Yeah, and I guess we'll get there. But the first act of this, I will say, this movie is not a low budget movie, but they didn't spend any of that budget on wigs because (laughs) Act (laughs) One, crazy wigs because yeah. i was like so you get a teenage carol Kane, and i was like what have they done to her hair and it took me a while to realize that it it must be a wig because they're gonna age her up in act three and she'll be playing her actual age so this is like a 20 something year old playing a teenager and I didn't realize that until I saw there's a cop that shows up who's wearing the wildest toupee I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, why is he wearing that toupee? And it's because he shows up um, in the later in the movie when we jump forward and he's balding. So I was like, oh, they must have put a toupee on him to show the marking of time, which means that Carol Kane was wearing a, a wig and everyone was just wearing a wig in the first act because it's like in the past.
1: <laughs> and you know, I don't feel like she needed it. Like I felt like her, her acting, no. of acting like a teenager- Yes. Was sufficient, so like put, good. It in the, put it in the ponytail or yeah. even pigtails if you want to look even younger. Uh, 100%.
2: Trent, I don't want to shock you, but women can have long hair as teenagers and as grown women. <laughs> what <laughs> get out of here? Time. You're off the episode. <laughs> people Shut the mic down, <laughs> can have a haircut and just keep that. Forever, even especially if it's just long, normal hair. Like there's right. just no, no so unnecessary. And then they dress her like a drifter. She's wearing baggy jeans, a giant hoodie. <laughs> like she's literally a trucker in a diner at three a.m. And it's like, what teenage babysitter dresses this way? Right. No, she Ooh. was being
0: terrorized by her clothes before the calls even started. <laughs> like.
2: <At laughs> it's like she, she had already experienced trauma before the movie yeah and she was like trying not to show off any part of her body <laughs> at least they wild. at
1: least they didn't like overly sexualize her like she felt they did the opposite
2: innocent. i mean yeah. they should have yeah. put her in the turtleneck and in a parka and, and <laughs> you know, like, put her in an eskimo outfit like cover every inch of her that's how it felt um, uh, very unsexual, aggressively unsexual. I would say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know who had it out for her, or if she was like, I just want to be in PJs. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> yeah, she. I mean, it did look comfortable. I'll say that, and it is chic and is sort of like Billie Eilish gender neutral sort of way. <laughs> but for the 70s, it
1: feels like whoa. Billy can... Eilish stole it from Carol Kane. Let's <laughs> <Yeah>. be real. <laughs> Let's be honest. And, and confess, Billy. Confess.
0: <laughs> I can see it being billy Eilish's go-to for like pandemic like lazy days. Just yeah. like we're ordering food and groceries. Why am I gonna put on real clothes? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah the first 20 minutes of this film is genuinely terrifying. Like, truly. Absolutely just out of this world terrifying. I did have a question though. Okay. Why does she not ever go check on the children? Oh my because God. Because she knows, deep down, she knows.
2: I mean, well, there's in like hindsight,
1: a, it was a good idea not to.
2: But there is like a clumsy little exposition for this when the mom is leaving and she's like, oh, the number of the restaurants on the table and the boys are just getting over a cold. So try not to wake them. Now, that said, the caller does call five times and is like, have you checked the children before she actually bothers to go upstairs and check the children? I don't know. I would have checked the first she? thing. Oh, she no, she never does. Oh, you right. She never does. Time,
0: almost yeah. once. But to be fair, I also like to be told what to do, so I also wouldn't go upstairs.
2: Yeah, it's like the woman said, I'm just following. It. She's
1: the one paying and, you know, yeah. it's buyer's Shire- choice. The guy would call Sheree <laughs> and she'd be like, you're not paying my check. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like i don't listen to no man fuck you what? you can check yeah. on the kids <laughs> like,
2: no. and then okay. that shot i mean you it's not a spoiler i don't think to say that this is one of the two movies from the 70s that has like the call is coming from inside the house and that moment is so terrifying because she looks up and you see the killer shadow and the stairs on the wall and that's it and she. that's all you see and it's so scary
0: Even as a kid, I knew he was in the house, but seeing him and confirming what I thought was happening, I was like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no, why am I watching this, mom? Why are you not a good parent?
2: (laughs) Even though it's like, you know, this is obviously inspired by that old urban legend. Mm -hmm. Uh, So is Black Christmas. Both of those movies are terrifying, even though you know that that's gonna happen. It works every time on me, every time I'm a sucker for it. It's so scary.
1: Home invasion is always one of my most scariest things. Absolutely
0: yeah no. i i also just <laughs> i also just really hate love how they let the parents know that the kids were dead before they left <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're just like they've been dead for hours while these people are crying like <laughs> maybe they didn't hear that maybe they don't yeah. even know right right now they went to dinner in a movie yeah there
2: oh he got a promotion and this is how he's like repaid <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> Right.
1: Oh, I also <laughs> had the thought when she was getting these phone calls and the police at first are like not helpful as usual. I would of have course, at least ACA. called, right, oh, my, God, called my friend over and been like, hey, can you come right? sit with me so I'm not by myself? Absolutely. And I would
0: have <laughs> said no. I would have said you deal with your own, <laughs> own creepy phone call, man.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> wouldn't call Sharae.
2: Not <laughs> to stick, not to side with the police because ACAP, but... This is Los Angeles, and if I'm the police and I get this phone call, I'd be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, there's rapists and murderers all over this place. Like, I don't, <laughs> you're not being right, threatened. Right. You know, you know what I mean. Like, it is yeah. like sort of plausible deniability."
1: And oh, she does yeah. say that he hasn't threatened her. He yeah, seen him. Yeah,
0: I, I can pretend to let it all go until she's like, he can see me, and that's when they should be like, you know what? Let's let's go over because they're like, there's patrolmen in the area. <sighs>
2: see that's I feel the opposite maybe it's just because I have male privilege or something because when she said that I thought this is the moment where I as a cop would be like this person is psychotic and just like imagining this
0: yeah because like up until then I can see it being like especially because she's a young woman um I can see her being like I don't know how to not just say what I'm saying but also I got the feeling and also like you're sort of the cops are just the cops. And so yeah. you're like, no, he's not doing anything, but like also he's doing something. It's very much I but also like I, I understand that feeling of he's doing something, but it's not enough for you to care. Um, right. but when she says <laughs> he can see me, I'm like, we need to understand that this is escalated because yeah. so many people get stopped, and it's like, Well, he didn't actually step foot within 10 feet of you, so it's fine. No. But then see, it's not like- fine
2: stalker laws weren't a thing then. I mean, yeah. I mean they didn't even have um there's a point later on when I think it's in the third act when she mm-hmm. says to the babysitter she's leaving. She's like, "You know the number 911, right?" And that made right. me like go on a whole thing about 911 where I was researching it and 911 only like 16% of the country had 911 when this movie mm-hmm. was made. It was brand new. It took until the 90s and then even to this day not everyone in the United States has 911.
1: Isn't that insane? Well, and depending on where the house is cuz apparently that this house is way out in the middle of nowhere because when she calls the restaurant, they're like, oh, they left 40 minutes ago. I'm like, where the hell do parents go? <laughs> yeah. To, like, New York? Are they fly? they're to LAX. We're yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. really yeah.
0: living it up.
1: They're
2: getting on a plane to, <laughs> <laughs> to Cancun or something.
1: <laughs> so in a lot of, like, rural areas, if you call 911, it's still going to take 15, 20,
2: Absolutely. sometimes
1: 30 minutes for them help to get there.
2: Yeah. And I don't know if this movie is set in LA. It's just filmed here. So who knows where it's actually like meant to be. But there are like palm trees and Spanish houses everywhere. (laughs) It
0: it feels more California every time I see it. And I'm just like... "Mm." Yeah.
2: Especially the second act um, where you're following that old bar fly around. Like that is very much downtown LA. And like LA... It, unlike new york which has gentrified tremendously la has gotten if anything seedier than it was in the 70s la is like the seediest grimiest city in america and i mean that in a good way i live here and i love it but it's just like la is dirty and dangerous um so you really get that vibe from act two I uh, yeah
0: no i so act two let's talk about Act let's 2 let's get because... there for the longest time, I would just disassociate after the first 21 minutes and come back mm-hmm. to the ending. But because we were talking about this movie today, I actually paid attention, meaning I had to like rewind a couple times because I lost myself again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot <laughs> happens. A lot happens. And I, I can't stress enough, I'm not mad that we get to follow um, J- Charles Durning, who yeah. was a solid actor always. Right. Yeah. It just, it feels like a police procedural after a girl was being terrorized. And I'm just like, yeah. Neh.
2: <laughs> I think so. I always felt the same way that you did. I always liked the first act and the third act, and then didn't like the middle. But last night when I watched it, I suddenly really enjoyed it. And I think I thought I, I feel like it's sort of a brave choice to structurally to do what this filmmaker did. And it feels like, like to use cl- you know fancy pants theater terms, it feels like something that Carol Churchill would do or someone like that, where you're really, mm-hmm. you know, you're mirroring. The first and third act and then doing something different in the middle and it made me feel like okay well maybe they're trying to ground an old you know urban legend. So we're seeing the urban legend in the first act. And then you're like, well, how do we ground this? We make it a police procedural and then we pay it off in the third act by going back to care uh I almost said Carol Channing. Uh, Carol Kane. (laughs) (laughs) What if Carol Channing was the baby? I want Carol Channing to be the barfly
1: that's like (laughs) (laughs) ah I would Um, live. (laughs) And the other thing
2: I would say about act two is all three of the actors are so incredible. Um, You've got Charles Durning as the cop. You've got Colleen Dewhurst as Tracy, the middle-aged barfly. And then you've got Tony Beckley as the killer. It's interesting to follow the killer. You don't normally do that.
3: Yeah,
2: in these sorts of movies, his performance is really good. It is. Um, it's, it's also like tempered by the fact that he was terminally ill while, while filming this, and mm-hmm. he died like six oh. months after they wrapped. Um, and the circumstances around his death are mysterious, but it seems likely that it was AIDS um, because it's like 1980 and people were dying of AIDS, but it didn't have a name yet and people didn't, you know, it wasn't really in the papers yet. And so it was just a weird time for that illness. Um, and he was gay. His boyfriend was the producer of the film, and um, I just think his performance is really good. And there's a part in this when he's in the like a public restroom at like a uh, shelter, mm-hmm. and he's having visions of the murder that you didn't see in Act One. It all happened off screen, but you get flashes of it here, where he's like over the kid's bed and covered in blood, and all in sort- like other little horrific little flashes. And I thought that part was truly chilling.
0: It was. I I really, really love this actor and I'm I, yeah, because he was like 70 and he had like all this other shit lined up because he wasn't planning to suddenly be dead and so right. like he had things like lined up to give us more and I need to like I should spend time with his resume because we know I love a British actor who can act. Yeah, he's um, great. Yeah. And he- he was 70 when this movie came out. Like that's ridiculous cuz he, uh, no. <laughs> he doesn't look it. When I am 70, I will no longer be moving. And so I don't
1: understand. <laughs> yeah, I thought his performance was really good. And I also loved that it it gave his character even though he is like the bad guy, the killer. Yeah. It made him more complex and it made like, especially the scene where he's in the bathroom and he like it felt very genuine like you felt remorseful for what he did in some way like maybe he came out of his his psychosis and like it all hit him but now he's kind of just stuck there it does make you
2: feel bad for him which is wild considering what he did um and all the scenes where he follows tracy this middle-aged barfly home and into her apartment are pretty creepy as Mm -hmm. well yeah
0: No, I because normally I don't want to see the killer. I don't care what the killer's motives are, what he's thinking. Yeah, of course. It's
1: scarier.
0: It's why I go up for the strangers, because it's like, why did you do this? Because you were home. And then they play us that amazing song and we leave. And I'm like, oh
2: when you when they remade black christmas and you see like billy making cookies out of people's skin and his abuse it's like i don't need any of this like what is scary about black christmas is that you never see billy or know what his deal is mm-hmm. same with michael myers and the original halloween like i don't need backstories for these people but here it really really works and i think a lot of it has to do with the strength of the actors all three of these actors in the second act are really really mm-hmm. wonderful
1: um, yeah, yeah because I'm with you Sheree on this because I did like initially right after I got done watching the film I kind of I did have the thought that I was like I wished I didn't know who he was so early like I wish the reveal of like hit in the third act of him Mm might have been the first time I saw his face Mm -hmm. but I do do, now that I'm now that I'm talking about it I do really think that it does work and it wouldn't make sense for us not to see his face because the the detective knows who he is because he was caught Yeah, and then he got out. So that wouldn't make logical sense. It's not malignant.
0: It's a different beast.
2: (laughs) It's also, (laughs) it's also like the character Tracy who's played by Colleen Dewhurst and she's, she's such a good actor. And it's like, how often do you get to follow a character like this? Like a 40 or 50 something lonely alcoholic woman who hangs out in bars and you're seeing like, apartments in downtown LA which is so nasty and people staying the night in shelters and it's just like a it's just a different world than we normally get to see in movies and so I appreciated seeing that sort of underbelly um, in the second act.
0: No, like as much as I disassociate for the second act, I I am warming to it. So maybe the next five viewings, I can appreciate her. I feel like someday
2: you'll maybe you'll like it (laughs) because that was my experience. I didn't, I I never liked it. And I was like, suddenly I was like, I'm into
1: this and might, you know, I don't know. For me, I I think the second act where it feels, where it fell a little flat for me is in the pacing. I think the pacing kind of Mm. meanders a bit in the second act but everything all the con- all the the plot points work for me in the, in the performances i mm-hmm. just think maybe some just a little bit of shaving could have happened to kind of get a yeah, lot. I
2: mean, moving. the movie is really short. It's only 90 minutes. It does feel longer. The pacing of seventies movies often is a little bit um, lackadaisical compared to our pacing. <laughs> um, so I feel that I understand that I'm just like sort of immune to it because I've watched so many of these movies for Bloodhouse. I mean, some of the movies that we watch for Bloodhouse are truly like watching a painting for two hours. Um, in a good way, often, you know what I mean. That I don't sense, mind a boring yeah. movie if it's a good movie, um, but I, I, yeah, I hear you. Um, there is a good part though where Charles Derning is talking about the murder of the kids though, and he describes how it happened and mm-hmm. how the killer really? didn't have a weapon and he, he just did it with his hands. He, he pl- literally pulled the children apart, like a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and it's Ooh. a really great, really upsetting monologue. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. No. It it kind of makes me wonder because when they captured him, they didn't put him in jail, they put him in like an, in an asylum. insane asylum, yeah. yeah. Which As we don't even families. have
2: anymore, thanks to Reagan. <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> yeah. right. No, and then he escaped and was back on his thought shit. And so I kind yeah. of wonder what the doctors
2: were talking to. I
3: just
0: I wonder what the like thing he was like what the doctors were saying to him because nothing worked, and it's been years. Yeah, like yeah. maybe well, decades.
1: One of one of my favorite scenes from the second act that I want to highlight is with the doctor. She, she should not give a shit less. <laughs> she was throwing so much shade at this personal investigator. She was yeah. like, "It's all in the folder. If you can understand it, yeah, exactly." <laughs> I was like, "Read like- him."
2: The least cooperative DMV employee (laughs) you've ever met in your entire life. And then
1: when she was listing all the drugs they put, they drugged this man to high heaven. He was on, they tranquilized him. He was on lithium. They put him on a bunch of Valium. I don't know she lives then, in like five different drugs and then charles
2: derning's like well what's gonna happen now that he's out on the street and he doesn't have her his medication and she's like shrug emoji mm.
0: <laughs> she's like you don't know where i live not my problem
1: because yeah. <laughs> also a master at breaking in houses because he breaks it everywhere just like oh here i am i got yeah. in
2: charles derning you mean The the killer. Oh, the killer, yeah. Yeah. But Charles Durning does too. He just like totally breaks into Tracy's apartment basically and bullies his way in. It's like, he's like, I'm not a cop anymore. I don't have to follow any rules. (laughs) And I love when she's like, do you have a badge? He's like, no, I have a piece of paper and I left it in my office. (laughs) No,
0: he's, I, I think part of the reason why I have a disconnect with the second act is because like he very much is the stereotypical 70s man who's going to be like the lead for a moment. And so he's all like raw, 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 yell at women and i am to kick your door in. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. It's something it's, different. Tough guys were very popular in the 70s. Do you know what I love about 70s movies in horror and just generally is they let ugly people be the star <laughs> yes. of movies. And I really appreciate that. Like chain smoking, middle-aged, ugly people. I love when in a horror movie you see someone scream and you can see all their fillings and stuff. It's <laughs> like, this would never fly. In 2022, but it's so real.
0: As a kid with low self-esteem who watched nothing but horror movies, I was like, "I could be a horror actor." Yeah, it's all gonna be fun.
2: Now, (laughs) if I was in a horror movie, I'd have to play like the person at the gas station who tells the kids to turn around. (laughs) Urban legend. <laughs> you know, exactly like you kids don't want to go wandering around in them old silver mines you know or whatever like there was like, a cave in like, last year <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> That's all I that's all I could do because I'm like normal looking and forty. <laughs> I
0: have to be the judgy bitch who watches it and like keep cut to her, and you're like, why is she involved?
2: Yeah, <laughs> or you could be like a neighbor in Halloween where suddenly you're like, Why am I in this woman's house where she's making a sandwich for her partner or whatever? You know what I mean? Like you get a string of those in Halloween where it's just like right. different people in Haddonfield it's you get these little them, like, the like yeah, vignettes in a, of-
0: in a bathroom arguing with my husband who's already dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just- it's like Ernie,
2: what? <laughs> or are someone is like that? someone is like just seeing you in a robe out coming outside of your house, like calling for your cat, like champion. <laughs> Whatever. And then what Michael walks up behind you and just exactly. you your head. It's like oh Sheree no, charade
1: starring role. That's who all of us are, any of us in a horror movie. I mean, now. truly.
3: Yeah.
1: Right? I so I did have a thought. Sure, you brought this up too. I think you have a note about it. Why was she so okay with this dude following her home? when she already told him she wasn't interested and then he like shows up behind her and she's like, oh, hello. Right? <laughs> I would have been like, bye.
0: <laughs> I understand feeling bad because like he did get his ass kicked, but also he's being creepy. And so yeah. that's like a little bit of, oh no, I got somebody to hurt. But also like he was being
1: creepy. So.
2: But she also left her door open for him to come in. She wanted him to
1: come inside in that moment. I think that their relationship is very because I I don't think. Do you think he wanted to kill her?
0: I think he was torn. I think he did want to be a friend, like he said when he broke in one of the last times. I, agree. <laughs> but I think that he also.
1: But he did in her closet
2: until right? she walked
1: away.
2: here. But... I, I feel like he sensed in her because they met at a bar where she's drinking alone i feel like he sensed in her another person who's broken and lonely and truly wanted to have some sort of (laughs) non-murdering relationship with her and i look i'm a middle-aged recovering alcoholic i know what it's like to be lonely at a bar drunk and go home and fuck somebody like i think in that moment she's like well i'll fuck this guy he's here (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) like you you can't blame a person for being drunk and horny
1: no, I mean, I've been there many times.
2: <laughs> yeah, we don't victim blame in this, uh, yeah. Office. I'm not judging her, <laughs> not I'm on a, the
1: street. No, I'm yeah, <laughs> just questioning her survival techniques. No, no very he, yeah, poor. He does.
0: <laughs> it been one thing, had outside the bar, they had a little conversation. She's like, Come on back, but, yeah. Like, you tell him she running, He's there, and I'm like, Oh no, this is how all the Lifetime movies start. I will not be participating. <laughs> Uh, oh, I mean,
2: also the 70s were just a different time, I think. Like, there was no AIDS and people were hitchhiking and stuff. And now, you know when hitchhikes in 2022? You'd have be like, out, you, are you out of your fucking mind? Um, I, I yeah. was
0: somebody the other day. If somebody offers me a ride when I'm walking, I immediately think they murdered someone. And I. I 100%. 100%. Get <laughs>
2: But you know what's crazy is like statistically the world has never been safer than it is now. And we're, oh. we're all, we're so much more careful about everything than we used to be. It's just a weird dichotomy. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: we yeah. hear about danger. everything.
1: Yeah, okay. I guess that's true.
2: Like multi, like our huge media, like you are super aware of every single thing that happens.
1: Right. Because I mean, talking about hitchhikers, I have family members who like, uh, maybe 10 or so years ago picked up a hitchhiker and he held him at gunpoint and like drove them and make them drive him across state lines and like he had murdered his girlfriend and like her whole family oh my
2: god yeah they, so they're scary
1: they're on an episode of i survived Do you watch that television show
2: oh i love that show <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're, uh, they're on they talking about it and then they're, they're also just wacky people in general like
2: I think I'm so glad you mentioned I, I survived because I think part of why I now like this is I've had such a true crime diet for the past mm-hmm. few years. And I think that primed me to like this more too because I've watched so many serial killer documentaries and the, mm-hmm. my favorite murder type podcasts and stuff. I think I have an Loved appetite it. for that
1: now. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, it's definitely a mood at a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 I just, like I said, I think my biggest hiccup with it is just I felt like it could have. Have a little editing done in the second act that would make it move a little smoother, but for it's sure, it's still good. I think yeah, that
0: this movie feels like a trilogy within itself because yes. um, these three acts are so fucking different and so fucking big. Whether it's a swing or a miss, however you feel about it on any day, mm-hmm. and so I think that the second part just happens to have the misfortune of being the part that doesn't have the juicy situation mm-hmm. between Carol mm-hmm. Kane and her stalker.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there is that fun chasing between him and the in the in the shelter. He is very ingenuitive. I will give him that. He's banging on doors trying to get people out there and like so they he can't get to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I want
0: more old men running more old men running in film because I
2: felt so bad because I was watching that last night and I was like am I body shaming in my head right now because I was like I could outrun Charles Durning so easy <laughs> he's got like a Santa Claus figure and he's like an old man and I was like I could I would be miles ahead of him like, that's not intimidating I mean, he does make all. some
1: questionable choices like I would not have gotten on top of the tables and tried to like leap across them that's it's true yeah. I was like was what in
0: extreme. the H2O are we doing <laughs> what
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <name> <laughs> oh, I love it. But yeah, that's second second act. It 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 grew on me as I watched it. At first it's, I was really turned off by it, and then I was like, okay. Cool. Yeah,
2: I used to hate it. And I imagined that I would hate it when I watched it last night. So I was pleasantly surprised to love it suddenly. I really like the structure of this now. I'm I'm gonna do my hot take early. I think it's sophisticated and brave. And yeah, I'm for it. I'm singing its praises.
0: I I, I do now that we talked about it a little bit. I do think that had that second act been a different movie by itself, I wouldn't have batted an eye. And I think that it's just because it's like it's like the vegetables in the sandwich. But you Sheree,
2: <laughs> but don't you think it makes it a little more special because the remake of this from 2006 just oh. does away with that, and it's it just all the babysitter, way. and it's just a very commercial boring yeah. i mean I, I, think,
1: it, I think i don't hate the remake but yeah it's definitely not it. like this
2: <laughs> it, it, it's just that like i think for me i think the second act is what makes this movie special and different and elevates it above just like a normal slasher um yeah. i think yeah. it's special and brave and interesting and, and i'm for it and that's yeah. that on that and point.
1: i i will say because i had only i had only watched the remake before watching this so yeah. when that first act is over and i'm like oh well, yeah. Yeah. what is the rest of this movie going to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still yeah. have an hour and ten minutes <laughs> oh. <laughs> left.
0: Before this year, because I've seen this movie like four or five times this year, but before this year, I've not seen it since I was a kid, mm-hmm. and as a kid, I saw it like a handful of times because of the t- first 21 minutes, and like the last few minutes are like, chef's kiss. Yeah. And so, what I did in my kid brain was I started inserting parts of the sequel that was made like almost twenty years later into this,
2: which is great, by the way. The sequel's great.
1: Is it good? Okay, I might.
2: Work. Yeah, it's it's really a make TV
0: gym, and like yeah. I think part of the reason I inserted some of that into this one is because I enjoyed that one so much more than I enjoyed the second act as a child. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, watching yeah, this
0: this year, I was like, "Where's where's the wall part? What do you mean?" Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, the second in, act for a kid, I can see where it. Oh no, Like no, I no. said, the pacing it's, isn't quite there. So like the it's kid a very like,
2: grown up movie. Like this is a movie for adults for sure. Um, I that you'd like the second the sequel Trent because um, Carol Kane is the investigator and she's
1: helping like a college student that's being stalked and it's ooh, really good. It also
2: great. has a really great
1: opening, I'm, and I'm glad that she came back. I trust any sequel where some, where the where the cat actor came back.
2: Yeah, yeah. totally.
0: I'm just putting it out there, Trent. Um, She's streaming for free right now, and we do have a whole Patreon.
1: Oh, that's true, we don't have a Mm. Patreon. We have
0: a whole Patreon. I would be willing to rewatch her because I've not seen her since I was a child. And much like this one, I have very fond memories of being terrorized.
2: (laughs) I have a question about Carol Kane. When did she flip? When did she go from being a normal person to being an actress who could only play the grandma and Adam's family? Like she right? like really went headlong into eccentricity at some point in the 80s or 90s. And I, I feel like there's a normal person there. Like if you had dinner with her, she would be normal. Right. I don't know well, when she became like such a baddie eccentric.
0: I think it was Scrooge. I do. I think I, I think do it was Scrooge.
2: Too. I think you're right. Yes. She's yeah. like, that hilarious, like fairy t- character in Scrooge. Right? Yeah. You're probably but- right.
0: And I think it's a part because Hollywood doesn't know what to do with people that they don't want to sleep with.
2: <laughs> and yeah, so they're just truly. like, well,
0: she's not a blonde with like, a rack, so what do we yeah. do with her? We have yeah, to keep right. her in her jobs, apparently. Yeah. And she's like, I can do other stuff. And then she got stuck over there because like she gave us this, and she gave us the sequel, and she gave us Black Christmas. And yeah. so like I, I don't know why we're like, keep her in a gray wig and send her over to Tina Fey's.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will say the promo shot cuz I before right literally minutes before we're starting this recording I saw that she Carol Kane is now on, going to be on the next season of the new Star Trek series Strange Strange New World and oh. I mean she looks good. I mean she looks really pretty. Like Yeah, she's really yeah. pretty.
2: She is really pretty and, in so real life. So she looks still. normal.
1: So hopefully that she's yeah. doing some normal work. Not that weird work isn't good but you know no, I mean, yeah all weird work is still
0: work but like yeah. i just sometimes i like for them to be able to use her face and her real voice because <laughs> <laughs> i also remember her in the princess bride because they put her yeah. and, like billy crystal in those like weird noses yeah and we don't unpack that <laughs> 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 let them just be weird in her little cabin
1: <laughs> i love it i love her i she needs she is so underrated because like yeah truly the more i talk about her the more we talk about her i'm like put some respect on that woman's name for like, sure
2: she's for been sure. cooking it since the 70s i mean yeah. that's a long time
1: especially in genre films yeah
2: yeah
0: no. right no i hope that star trek teacher treats her right i i I have nothing but too many memories of Star Trek as a child and so I need to work through that so I can get on to it because Brian Fuller is like creating them and like other people I love are writing for them and so I have to yeah. like get over and go to space again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, really know. Know. I have no love or interest in Star Trek but my boyfriend who just moved in like two weeks ago really loves it so I expect I'll be watching some. Yeah.
1: yeah. I love them, so I will. I'll rewatch. I them get it. Shabe. I'm not
2: against them. I'm a. I'm a genre nerd, but I just don't know why Star Trek has never been
1: in my radar. It, I love Star they, Wars. I will I say haven't it not, seen not seen to go
0: either.
1: Oh wow, not to be not to go off on a tangent about Star Trek, but I will say these latest seasons or like since Picard, mm-hmm. they've been very different from like old school Star Trek. Mm. And a lot of those old school Star Trek fans don't like these newer seasons, yeah. but I really love them and I don't love old school Star Trek. I-,
2: I feel like everyone loves Star Trek. The Next Generation is the most beloved one, right? Like the 90s one. Mm-hmm. I sort of like the 60s one, because I just like the their chic uniforms and like sort of the campy <laughs> right? like, B-52s aesthetic of <laughs> it all. That's, that's not really the right reason to like it, I think.
0: No, I mean I think it's a good reason. I I've always respected them because like they were putting black people in front of cameras <laughs> before yeah. a lot of people. Um, even back in there when it was being like really fun to try to keep up with Doctor Who, <laughs> yeah. and William Shatner was like getting every pause. I- <laughs> When she
2: passed away recently, and forgive me, I can't remember the actress's name, but the actress who played Ahura on the whole show Mm -hmm. apparently she wanted to quit because they weren't, her character was like a glorified receptionist, if Mm -hmm. that, in season one. And then apparently. Dr. Martin Luther King himself told her not to quit. He's like, This is too important. You don't realize how important this is. Like, that's major. If MLK tells you something, if MLK <laughs> tells you not to you quit. You don't listen. Quit. You keep <laughs> going.
0: Literally, he was like, I'm writing to you from Birmingham. We need a win. <laughs> yeah. We need a fucking win. <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs>
3: Good for her, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know what I would do if somebody like I don't know like if Obama reached out to me to be like, don't you dare fucking quit. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm putting my drink down and I'm engaging my <laughs> core. We will do better.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, so this third act mm-hmm. was just uh, just complete chaos in the best way possible. it makes me shit my
2: pants it is so scary to me
1: when she found him in that bed i
2: Ooh. i watched
1: this at work you and i nearly screamed and like bloody murder at it's work
2: so scary and the she thinks that he's in the closet somehow i guess it's movie magic because you would never hear a voice next to you in the bed and think it's coming from the closet actually but right. the closet is open a crack and it's very black christmas and it keeps slowly like gliding towards the closet which is a misdirect because he's in the bed and it's so scary i hate it it's so scary i really scared the shit out of me
0: I don't want to ruin shit, but, like, in the sequel, ventriloquism, which is a word I just butchered. I don't know how and why, Missouri. <laughs> it's a hard um, word. <laughs> like, like, but if you follow me, um, that does play a part in the sequel, and that's all I'm going to say about that. And so yeah. maybe they oh, maybe just it's are that. teaching all the British men how to do this when they come over here <laughs> right. to, like, follow her.
1: So, <laughs> listeners, now you know you ha- you're you going to have to subscribe to our Patreon to get our thoughts on the sequel, because um, you know that's well, going to happen now that Sheree keeps giving me these old it. breadcrumbs. It's worth It's a, a,
0: worth
3: it's a,
2: a different thousand. killer in the second one, right?
0: It's been so long. It's been a long
2: time for me, I used to
0: watch these as a child religiously. Because, again, I was like, scary movies can be scary? What? Yeah. I was like, all about them. Yeah. And I I lost them, I guess, over the years. Because they're hard to find. Nobody talks about them.
2: When you Google this movie, the 2006 one comes up. And it made me so mad. Like, that Wikipedia came up before this one. And that's not right.
0: I remember we paid to see that shit. We paid to see that shit for it.
2: Yeah, no, All me and
0: Trent were like, ooh. And we paid to see it. Because I remember being like, what is happening? Why is oh, it happening?
2: I thought you meant we collectively. like <laughs> <mean, laughs> was like I mean, any of, of us paid to see it. Because <laughs> yes,
0: I remember I being did. like, oh my God, it's, so, it's going to be so good. The first one was so good. You not even know. You don't even know. And we got there, and I was like, this is not my childhood. Mm-mm. This is not <laughs> what I was no, here no.
1: for. And, and and so, yeah, from a perspective that did not have the old ones to could fall back on. I didn't hate this the re, the the remake. It's not it's not as good. One hundred percent. It's
2: fine. It's just it's sort okay. of like it's just very gutless. cookie cutter. There's truly nothing special about it. It's no. it's fine. I there are some really
1: scary moments in it, but like there's yeah. nothing. There's scary moments in a lot of shit that's not <laughs> groundbreaking.
2: So, I am not somebody who's against remakes or franchises or anything like that. But in my old age, I tr- truly will not watch another remake. I'm, I'm over it. If it's a movie I love especially, I'm like, I don't need to go through this. Like when they made, remade The Craft, I had close friends who worked on The Craft remake. And I did not see it because I was like... I just, I can't fuck with this. (laughs) Like, You know what I mean? We
0: we paid the $20, because it was a $20 rental because of the top of the pandemic. We paid the $20 and did a live episode and was like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I just can't deal. Yeah, it's another one that it's got good moments, but it does not really get anywhere. I just can't
2: I can't get excited by remakes. I can't get excited by franchise films, like a new scream. I'm like, I don't need another scream. I'm good. Like the, the ones I have are good. And I don't I'm not I don't think they shouldn't be made. I don't I'm not against them, nothing like that. But for me, I just I need like an original film. I can't
1: I can't yeah. fuck with that. That's fair i do yeah. love
0: an original film and i i too am over the remakes the reimaginings and all that even though i did really really love this last summer party massacre situation um but i think that's <gasps> oh
2: my i heard that was really good i didn't actually see that but I, so I would fucking watch that It's
0: the original trilogy is there and you know the history behind it so you you let it get away with some things but like the this one was like we can do this and we can do what it needs to do and we can get it right
2: Yeah. (laughs) And
0: I was like, excuse you.
2: Well, that's a perfect (laughs) movie to remake, right? Like the perfect movie to remake is something that has name recognition and is enjoyed and is pretty good. But don't remake something that's a classic that is so beloved. Like, who needs to remake? Who watches Halloween is like, this is pretty good, but I can do better than John Carpenter. Like the hubris of that, the gall is like, are you joking?
0: I... I just can't. I'm still mad. And I, because <laughs> I, I was a Michael Myers Stan account. Um, and yeah. then that happened. And I was like, I'm going to try it because like, I'm still young and bushy eyed. And yeah. I went in and like, it could have been worse. And then the sequel happened and I was like, why did you do this? I tried. I <laughs> take you so much grace, and now I'm watching your wife run around with a horse for host. Oh, those what? remakes. Woo.
2: Oh, boy. I mean, or you Ruff, could do, like, the sick. Suspiria remake where you're just oh. doing something radically different. Like, it's that's like that. kind of a okay, Yeah, I, I really like that remake. Yeah, me too.
1: Um, Y'all
0: just covered it, and I was agreeing so hard with that episode that I almost <laughs> messaged you, but <when> I was...
1: <laughs> you message me in I the mean, time, please. <laughs> I still think I prefer the original Suspiria slightly. Me too. Me too, slightly, but yeah. I mean, yeah. it's still a good remake.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just
0: longer, and like y'all were saying, Tilda Swinton didn't play everybody; she could have played no, some of the people. It's like
1: incredibly <laughs> an incredibly an indulgent one woman show. Y'all, calm down. <laughs> right, you right? get off Tilda Swinton, okay? Yeah. Yeah. You sponge, <laughs> what,
0: I, I agreed because I was just like, and we saw them out of order because, like, we're heathens, yeah. and so we mm-hmm. saw the remake. And we were like, "That's good." And saw yeah. the original, we're like, "What do you mean you fucked this up? <laughs> <laughs> what
2: do you mean you came back?" <laughs> But it's kind of good that he just did something radically different because you can't, you're not going to yeah. out Argento Dario Argento. You know what I mean? Like, you just can't do it. Right.
1: But with this third act, I love all the, the there's so many fake outs. Because number one, mm-hmm. she gets the call in the, in the restaurant, which, hey, how did he know she was in a restaurant? That's weird. Number it's
2: in the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That must he be is, wise. but he hasn't
1: hurt her kids, which is really interesting. Yeah. Because the kids are, that's the first misdirect. She is immediately... Where are the kids? Check on the kids. Check the kids. The kids are fine.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But he's in her house already and he wants her to know.
1: After yeah. her. And ooh, that line in the first act when he says, I want your love all over me. I was like, god, oh, god. Oh, god. <laughs> oh, god. That is the creepiest line I've ever heard. Yeah. I it's, heard some fun, fun, creepy lines.
2: It's so creepy when she's like saying, she finally gets to the house and the kids are fast asleep and everything's fine and then she looks down at her little son and he's got like a sugar daddy on his chest and he's falling asleep. And then she's like, where did you get that piece of candy? Cause you know that that old creepy man gave him candy. It's so, <laughs> cool. so fucked up. Oh,
0: cool. No, Cause like she, she knows what the score is and like yeah. her husband, and the cops are like, eh. and her yeah. husband who is this like the six foot nerd is like, I got a gun. You know, I'm a light sleeper and a good shot. And I'm like, you have a whole shotgun in your closet. Who are y'all? Like yes. what are you getting into on the weekends?
2: <laughs> Not to be like an anti-gun nut or anything either, but most people who die by gun violence are killed by their own gun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and
1: they right. have just two small children small. in the home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just found out tonight today that we had a we have a gun in this house, You before. do? What was your grandma but, into? It's an antique. It's from okay. like her oh. dad, and there's no bullets in it. Like I well, we do have bullets, but they're from like the thirties. So yeah. like, I don't even know that they would work anymore. <laughs>
2: My southern relatives
1: all have guns and it's normal there and I get that.
2: Literally no one has a gun in Los Angeles unless they're like in a gang. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> That's right. Like, normal it's, people it's don't either. have gangs. Normal people do not have guns here.
1: Right. And I didn't even know like, my grandma never even mentioned it. My dad never mentioned it until she passed. And he was like, Hey, yeah, there's a gun somewhere in the house. And I was like, uh, you're just not uh, telling me this. <laughs>
0: that could have been good to know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Especially with, like aging grandmother who who knows <laughs> right. <a> right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I am so I am so confused and confounded. Um but no, I, I I do not like the guns. I, I'm very no. much in Kansas City, Missouri, and I know people who are not with us because guns. And so mm-hmm. I'm just like, we don't need them.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm a i am good i am mean yeah, no. I don't need a no gun. I'm
0: good. No, it's part of the reason I had fun in London because I wasn't worried about getting shot. I was like, anything right. can happen but that. So I'm going to yeah. go to this museum. I'm going to go do that. And
1: he, does, yeah. and he doesn't even pull out like a like a hand. It's like a fu- rifle. It's, like, no. it's
0: a Sarah Connor piece. Like he's going for the Terminator.
1: Like a
3: side-off shot. I'm surprised he didn't
1: have like a, a saber on the end of it. Like. <laughs>
0: it's as tall as he is. And he puts it up against their dresser. And I'm like, this is not going to end well. And
1: then he yeah. goes and gets in bed. I'm like, you're going to have to run across the room to get to it. I, <laughs> yeah, this husband... Granted, he didn't live through the first part, so he doesn't know. Exactly. But like, come on.
0: I know I'm not the most committal, committal person, but I feel like if I was with someone and they had trauma like this, I would be a little bit more cautious. And I'd be like, you said the person who terrorized you called you and said what to you? We can't stay here.
2: Or hear me out <laughs> would you be like it's been 20 years of this I, although in the movie i think it's only been like seven years actually <laughs> but it's like everything's fine don't worry about it i don't know i think there's like possible to my ability but maybe i would just make a terrible husband <laughs> maybe that's why i'm divorced <laughs> I, I i
0: think that She's been like having these moments the whole marriage or whatever. That's one thing, but she's got her life together. She's getting an award the next happens, which is why he knows how to find her. And for her to all of a sudden be like, "Fuck my award!" The man is in our house, and for the husband (laughs) to be like, "No, it's fine." It right. made me also, sad
2: too that she would, like won an award and it was in the paper, and that's how he found her. It's like she can't do anything because of this man.
1: I would need to have words with that newspaper because, okay, awesome. I, wrote, I won an award. Write a letter. Write an article about me. But like, why are you putting my address in I a? Damn, in a <laughs> Article the 70s. It's like, <laughs> congratulations,
2: Trent, of 425 right. kent Street <laughs> for, for the remarkable. He game. works
1: from eight to four. You can find him at... it's so weird. He drives a 95 a sedan. <laughs> Cream colored. Like, yeah, like what? No,
0: it's so 70s. I it's I, I don't understand. They
2: really that. did do that though. I mean, it's wild.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, "Why are so many people being murdered?" <laughs> and it's like, "Because you're
1: telling them <laughs> where to find
0: <sign> them." <laughs> Be cool, Judith.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: <sighs>
1: yeah. I yeah. The third act is so much fun, though. Like, yeah, that's uh, great.
2: Great payoff.
0: Yeah. No, I. I, I really, really loved it, and I wanted her to have so much more. Um, I also love that her dialogue choices are still weird
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. seven years mm-hmm. later, yeah. because she
0: sounds like a 40-year-old like divorcee on a soap opera from the 80s. It <laughs> does
2: feel like it's been 20 years and not seven years. And also, and place also place? you know, the whole movie is made in 1979, and you get the sense that the first 20 minutes are the 70s, which makes the rest of the movie 1986, which is it does. It looks so much like the '70s. Like, yeah. there's not a thing about this movie that looks like it's from the '80s. Yeah. Um, not you that they the can see the future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I think I would have cheated and said it seven years back in the beginning. So when we come forward, yeah. we know we're doing. Exactly.
1: Yeah. But- That's what I would have done. Six, so said it in like 71 or something. Yeah, That's
3: 72. like if you,
2: if you ever tried to put the timeline of the Friday the 13th movies together. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> <Is no>. there- <laughs> the second movie came out the same year as the first movie, but is set five years later. And then the third movie is years after the that. And then three, four, and five are all in like one weekend or something crazy. It's just is like the most demented timeline ever. And that's
0: why you had to just go ahead and go to hell in space. Cause they were like, yeah, you know, he can't space, do anymore.
2: He has My to life. leave this mortal plane and go to other realms.
1: <laughs> we had to find Carrie first. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wonder what they're going to do now that like the rights are back and they're going to do something. Like, it's coming. You
1: know, they're going to make another something. It's coming. It-
0: and it's weird because we just rebooted it. Jared Padalecki was there. I and saw it. Was it.
1: Terrible! It's terrible. That movie. I
2: hated that movie. I had a a meeting with that producer, with well, this producer who like maybe wanted to make a movie of mine. And I looked up his IMDb, and that is what he produced. And it's like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out, but I was like, oh no. Josh, money is money, honey. <laughs> money, money is money. Is money honey. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'll do anything for a buck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I I had a general once. Um, well, I had a few, but like the one that really sent me, like it was the people that made Twelve Years a Slave, and I was like, Ooh. I have nothing for them.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I have nothing.
0: For, no. I know I am nobody, but no, I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> <I have> nothing. <laughs> Why am I here other than meeting people?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I just have to say it because I meet all the black people were homeless. 70s.
1: There was one in the middle institution, so they're either ah. in the middle institution or
0: <laughs> Well, it's doing better than some, I guess. Like I don't-
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like two steps back. <laughs> it's true. It is true. It, it is, is true. That is, that is unfortunate. Well, yeah, let's get spicy. Let's get some hot takes. Josh, you can remind us of your other one. Or I <laughs> said my hot
2: take. My hot take is that act two of this movie is good. It's special. It's sophisticated. It makes this elevated and I love it. That's it.
0: My That's hot it. take is changing a little bit um because of this conversation. How dare you? <laughs> 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 um I the top and the bottom of this movie are just perfection. Perfect. And yeah. I, I have no notes. No notes. The middle, I am I am it's growing on me, and so the rest of my hot take is not a hot take, it's a warm take now. It's like <laughs> it's a lukewarm take,
1: <laughs> yeah. I will say, like, on, on my letterbox, I put four and a half stars for this one, and the only reason why it's not a five is the second act, for
2: yeah. Me. I don't think that the second act is as well made as the first act or third act, but imagine a move, imagine this movie where the first act is. Just keeps going and is the whole movie. I think that movie we've seen a lot. I don't think you know. Well, it is <laughs> the remake. Yeah, it's that. It's like it's a more commercial movie and also yeah. less special. I think.
0: I think what also hurts the second act is that like part of the reason the first and the bottom, the top and the bottom are so good is because they are so contained top, and yeah. you can't contain all of that in the second act. <laughs> so you have to go to different places and you have to yeah. do the exposition, which is clunky, <laughs> and yeah. you have to be like he's a private investigator now. He's not a cop mm-hmm. and they're trying to do a lot of things while also trying to like keep the vibe of the movie. And it's just hard.
1: Yeah. It also, and I'm glad you mentioned this earlier, Josh, about how it's based on a a short that then got the, uh, the, then the ability to make the full length. Mm-hmm. Cause it does feel like that first act, that first act, the first 21 minutes or whatever, yeah. they spent some good time on like it, The the specifics are there. The details are there. The shots are there. The yeah. energy is there. And then it feels like the, th- the second act, they just didn't spend enough time on the f- just fine-tuning and making it as good as the first act. And the third act, I think, is only really, really good because it just has all the action in it. Yeah, I, I think that's fair.
0: Another, another bee in this bonnet, though. Um, that short that this is based on is based on a true story about a 13-year-old. Who did not survive that night um Ooh. when something similar happened. And so I wonder if we can sort of sense the things that are true-ish about that, and that's mm. why it's handled with such care. And we oh. had not had to respond to it in a way, because unfortunately, See, yeah.
2: But but the calls coming from the, inside the house is also just like a classic urban legend, too. Yeah. I mean, it's also like a ghost story that people tell all the time. I don't I mean, I'm sure there are many versions of it that actually happened, but yeah. I I don't know what yeah I don't know
0: yeah I forgot her name but like it came up because I was doing a listicle as I always am now uh-huh. <laughs> and it was like it's based on this one specifically I'm like oh no I didn't Gosh, want this in my spirit today I didn't that, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I think that there's something to be said for stories because I mean like we all have all the urban legends we've grown up with them but like I think there's there's movies. So fucking many movies, urban legend trilogy, which didn't need to be a trilogy. But like,
3: There's something to
0: be said for when something's based on even like a grain of truth. Cause again, people, we all, we're all those people. We are all the Gail Weathers. We are all kind of like vulturing. And we're just like, what do you mean? Even if it's subconscious and we don't really know why we're there.
2: Right. someone also told me I mean part of what why I like act two as well is that the actors are so good and someone told me um when I tweeted about this last night that at some point Tony Beckley who plays the killer and Colleen Dewhurst who's like the barfly were watching Carol Kane do a scene and he said to Colleen like oh this this girl is really good and she said to him yeah but not as good as us and you know what I mean like <laughs> They were very well established actors at that point, and she was like a a young person. So I just thought that that was like funny. funny.
0: No, but it is a stacked cast. Um, Yeah, which is it's very rare for me to look at a cast and like look at the principles and be like, everybody's a pop. Because usually you're like, who invited this person? Like,
2: (laughs) I'm not gonna lie,
0: I was that bitch going into bodies, 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 going, why is Pete here? Why is Pete here?
2: Yeah,
1: and I I was happy like that's why he
0: was there. I'm happy he was there now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I still haven't seen it I'm so sad Anyways, great. You have
0: to see it. I,
1: I'm going to love it I'll buy yeah, all the t-shirts you'll love that. when
0: I do I laugh so hard I miss some of the jokes and so when it's actually out and about so I can really have to, like, re-watch it so I can hear what I mm-hmm. laughed over
1: I love that <laughs> um, okay so my hot take is kind of complicated so I wish more filmmakers would watch this movie because I think sometimes especially in today's film they try to be, they try to go so far from being quote unquote predictable that mm. then it becomes, I, it, it's just not as good. Because, like, this film is fairly predictable. Like, the calls are coming from inside the house. Granted, I'm doing this from a 2022 yeah, sure. gaze. You know, I've seen the remake, I've seen Scream, I've seen, you know, the calls the from inside the house, all that stuff. But it is very, but it does it in a way that is effective. And keeps your attention mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel forced. And I think, you know, a film can be quote unquote predictable and still be a great film as long as the the specifics are there, the the you know, the performances are there, the scripts there, mm-hmm. and everything else is working. You don't have to worry about all of these fake outs and all of these trying to make it, you know, yeah. shocking like the shock value well
2: sometimes it's like not what you say but how you say it right Mm -hmm. and it's about style and point of view and like that's what makes it special yes yeah
0: now that and the way that the things are unraveled because again like i i feel like even coming in it from like however many years later um knowing what's happening the stuff is still unveiled like it's almost burlesque it's it's the perfect movie to use my burlesque analogy because like, it's not just like, ah, boobs. Yeah. It's like, here's a little bit of ankle. Here's a little bit of shoulder. I'm going to do a little song and dance for you. Yeah. And now I'm like, ah, and you're like, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> part of why, I, part of why I love seventies movies so much. And this may seem like I'm um, in conflict with what you're saying, Trent, but I actually don't think I am. The reason I love seventies movies so much, not just horror, but just generally is it was a very experimental decade. And as such, the movies feel really shaggy and messy in a way that movies don't mm-hmm. anymore because movies now it's like save the cat and stuff. It's like all every single moment has to be serving the plot in some ways. And people didn't feel that way in the 70s. People could you could step aside to have a sex scene. You could like, you know, you could do all kinds of like weird, shaggy things. And so the movies of the 70s are just very shaggy and experimental and strange and sometimes that's good, and sometimes that's bad. But I just appreciate that idiosyncratic um, point of view for movies, yeah. which I this mean- has. I mean, the structure of this—sorry to interrupt—the structure of this is just so unusual.
1: Well, and, and it is really interesting too, because this is the one. This is one of the few films I can think of that very distinctly have an act one, an act two, and an act three. Yeah, very. Like much. It's almost like scene one. Yeah. <laughs> Scene two. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Usually when a
2: movie is like this, it'll be like Quentin Tarantino or somebody oh. and Kill Bill who'll literally be like chapter yeah. one. They'll right. like really demarcate the different sections and this doesn't do that, but that's kind of how it feels.
0: Yeah, no, like it's it's definitely a fave, even though like me in the middle are still working through some problems. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, look, I don't have to be right about the middle. I mean, I really don't. You can hate it all you want and most people do. I'm, I'm on the outside here in, in that I like
0: I, it. I used to hate it, but now we're having lunches. We're gonna we're gonna work through it. We're gonna like text about it, you know.
1: you are going to couples therapy. We're gonna
0: own where we both went wrong.
1: Take take accountability.
0: Yeah. Last night was really the first time I actually like tried to pay attention to it. And yeah. it's not as bad as I always assumed it was, apparently, where I inserted another movie. <laughs> 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 but it's it's definitely just not again, it's like in Peggy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like these two have story. What are you doing? And,
2: and she's I, like, will well, I got say, a story too. What? <laughs> I will say part of why I like these movies so much is I don't have any attention problems. I'm I'm very um, privileged in that regard. And when I watch a movie, my phone goes away. I am just with the movie and I, I'm a very stupid person in most respects, but in that way, I don't know what it is about me. I'm just like, I am with the movie, no distractions. I don't allow people to talk during movies at my house. I tell people to put their phones away and that's how I watch a movie. And, you know, and I, and, and I don't have any like ADHD or things like that. So I'm just lucky and then I can, I get to pay attention and it's easy for me
0: my attention span has been bothering me for a while (laughs) (laughs) I will disassociate while I am speaking sometimes it's like what am I saying it's Um, that way for
2: people and I get it I totally respect that and understand that
0: yeah but I I do think that part of that is why me and the second act never really hung out until last night and even last night I kept having to stop it and like go back because I was like what happened we left the club what
1: happened we left her (laughs) 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 yes all right. Well, that is our thoughts on What a Stranger Calls from 1979. Thank you so much, Josh, for joining us. We Thank love it you. when you're on. I love being here. I love your little
2: faces. Thank you so much. <laughs>
1: Next week, we'll be covering The Brood with Jennifer Trudrome.
2: Ooh, I love that movie. Listen, <laughs> I saw it for the first time this year, and I was like, time for me. That movie is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's it so gets- good
0: it gets real weird like i i i i grew up watching cronenbergs off and on and never yeah yeah when you're a kid you're not like oh this is the director that gets gooey Um, but like i was like like, this bitch gets gooey (laughs) Uh,
1: i was not ready i can't wait to listen to that yes so again thank you so much josh thank you to everyone for listening and as always make sure you stay fierce out there Bye. Bye bye